Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to a Dilly Ding, a Dilly Dong. It's the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner. I'm here joined by uh, James the Sharp and Sharp at All the right. King Power Stadium. And we've uh, just sat through Craig Shakespeare's press conference ahead of Tomorrow's clash with West Bromwich Albion at the Hawthorns, his old stomping ground. And uh, it was quite a colourful press conference, wasn't it, today? But let's start with the big news, James, the team news, uh, Wes Morgan and Islam Slomani. Yes, uh, Wes Morgan is touch and go um, to face West Brom as he tries to recover from his overstretched hamstring, which he picked up um, against Atletico Madrid, which saw him miss the defeat at Arsenal. Um, that followed, as we know, a month um, out of action, basically out of training with a with a nerve problem in his back. Um, uh, and Shaky was asked whether, it's something I, I touched on yesterday, in that whether Wes should just be given the rest of the season off because he's had, what, three seasons of pretty much non-stop football with playing pretty much every minute of every game in the Premier League, give or take the odd game here or there. And his international commitments over the last three seasons with back-to-back tournaments two summers ago, another one last summer. And whether, with Benelman and Huth playing so well, whether uh, Wes should just be given a rest. But Shaky said Wes is the kind of player that, if he's fit, he'll want to play and he'll give him every chance he can um, to make it. And Slomani also, he expects to be fit because um, he's got through training with not many problems after a groin problem. Um, so yeah, team teams looking quite good. Do you think though that Slomani could force his way into this side? I mean, Leo Joe has come in, did quite well in the second half against uh, Atletico Madrid, and then started at Arsenal. And I thought he did reasonably well um, holding the ball up and bringing his, his colleagues into play at the Emirates. What did, what did you think? Do you think he's got a chance, Slomani, of ousting Joe? Not at the minute, I don't think. Um, I, I thought Leo. I don't think he, he didn't quite have the impact that he had against Atletico off the bench. Um, but I, at the minute, I would say that Ujoa, for me, is ahead of Slomani in the pecking order. Um, £30 million price tag or not, um, Leo seems to be having more of an impact um, in that role behind Vardy holding up. Because to be fair, Slomani isn't really that kind of player. He's not really the the, the kind of number 10. Uh, he's more of a get in the box, stick your head on it and, and nod it in. Um, so I think Ujoa is ahead of him. And obviously you've still got Okazaki, who... Came on again as he always does. Put put a shift in uh, against uh, against Arsenal. So uh, I wouldn't expect to see Slomani jump ahead of those two, but it's another option uh, for Shaky to to try and get them towards safety. It's a shame, really. He's been his Leicester City career has been hampered by this persistent groin problem that's uh, cropped up at various times this season. Because I haven't done the stats ahead of doing this uh, podcast because we haven't had a chance. But uh, his goals to minutes on the pitch ratio must be pretty high. Uh, this season, Slomani, he does he is capable of bagging a goal, um, but so it's a shame we haven't seen him get up ahead of steam really in a Leicester shirt this season. But uh, 
hopefully you know this groin problem will be corrected in the summer if it's a persistent one that needs surgery or whatever and then uh, we might see the true Slomani next season but uh, uh, yeah but it's, it's a boost to have him back uh, it's a tough game City have had a really tough run of away games haven't they recently with Everton Crystal Palace who were in form at the time and uh, the Arsenal and now West Bromwich Albion who've had a good season even though some of the Albion fans still might not be uh, too enamoured with uh, Tony Pulis's style of play um, it's been effective this season uh, Shaky highlighted that um, it's uh, they're very strong on set pieces as we saw in that Arsenal game uh, if you defend like Arsenal did on that occasion you're going to come unstuck so uh, it's another stern test for, for City and they're still not safe are they? No they're not um, I mean what will play into their favour is that West Brom have reached that Tony Pulis Royal standard of 40 points and they do tend to kind of take their foot off the pedal um, when they get to that stage but as we've seen as Arsenal you say Arsenal saw they are quite deadly from set pieces with I was having a look at it yesterday um, uh, the last seven goals five of them have been scored by Craig Dawson and former Leicester defender Gareth McCauley who has been a Leicester fan myself if someone had told me that Gareth McCauley would go on to be a kind of a regular Premier League starting central defender and be such a potent force I wouldn't really believe you because when he was at Leicester he wasn't, wasn't it was nowhere near that kind of standard but He's got 37 now and, and still looking a really, really solid centre-half who is pretty po- pretty prolific from set-pieces. So Leicester will have to um, deal with that. But I think with Huth being kind of back and, uh, and performing so well and Ben Lawan doing well, it's going to be... I think they're going to be OK, I think. Um, but like you say, they've had a really tough run. Um, and it feels like they just need one more win to get over the line for survival. Shaky's still being very coy on how many points needed. I think one more win should do it. He said they wanted to go for the maximum, though. 15 know, points yeah. available. He demands his players Why go not? for the maximum. Yeah, or obviously, if you reach for the uh, stars, you'll, you'll certainly do. You won't fall too far short, will you? But uh, it's an interesting bit of colour, though, coming up for this game because Craig Shakespeare has uh, spent large parts of his playing career and his coaching career at the Hawthorne, still knows a lot of the people that are still at the club. Um, West Brom, similar club in, to Leicester City in many ways. There's a lot of people still involved with the club that have been there for decades. And we've got uh, Maka, the, the kit man here, who's been here a long time, and the, the laundry ladies. And he knows <laughs> Maureen, the laundry lady at West Bromwich Albion. Now, we can't go into too much detail what he said about Albion because it's, it was in the embargoed section of the press conference. But um, suffice to say, he was a player at, at West Brom when it was a particularly up and down sort of period for them and there was a lot of dark days as well and uh, that's character building and he, he did tell some nice stories about his days uh, when they used to go to training and how they used to get to training and uh, it's very different to how the players are treated these days that's for sure but to be uh, please be sure to uh, check out the Mercury website uh, later tonight to uh, to read all those the feature stuff about his time there but uh, he's returned to the Hawthorns but they've got a job to do there and uh, it's going to be a difficult one again for, for Leicester City. Now, talking about Shaky and uh, management, uh, he was again asked about his future and several of the players have come out. I spoke to Michael Brighton after the Arsenal game and he said the same thing, how they feel. There's an element of it that they're playing for Shaky's future as well, trying to get him the job. What, what did uh, Craig have to say about that? He said what he has always said every time he's asked about it in every press conference, uh, pre and post-match since he's taken charge, is that there is no news and those discussions will take place when they take place 
Um, he said, my future will take care of itself. The club's future is more important. Um, which is all well and good. And he's made clear by saying previously, I'm happy to talk about this whenever the club are. It's, I mean, he's making it pretty obvious that he wants this job going forward. It's whether the... Whether without actually saying it. Without, yeah, it's that, categorically that, saying yeah, it. Yeah, it's that magic thing of saying it without actually saying it. But you can tell from mm. just speaking to him and... Uh, and hearing what he says that he wants this job long term and the players do um, from what I can gather from speaking to the fans they do Um, it's just a case of whether the owners feel that he is a a big enough um, rod to catch big fish Mm. that they want to to sign Um, for me personally I, I don't see how they can give it to anyone else from what he's done he's been He's been excellent in terms of his management, both in the press conferences and also on the field management and also bringing the, the club together at a time when they needed unity. I think he's done a brilliant job. Um, but I think it's... I don't think it's something that can be dragged on, really, because as you touched on in your um, kind of match verdict after Arsenal, there are things that need to get sorted and Shaky's future being unclear is only going to hold those back. Well, I think the City are at a, a crossroads here. If they decide to go with Craig, and, and if they have decided or they're going to decide that, I hope they do that sooner rather than later because there's a lot of work to be done this summer. It's a big summer, I think, ahead at the club. If they decide to go with Craig and go down that road, they're going to be attracting uh, players of a similar kind to what they've been attracting the last few years. They're going to be looking for players that are going to fit the model uh, and the identity of Leicester City now. Um, so you're going to likes of Mark Brighton and players like that that are going to be coming to the club. If they decide that he's not a big enough name, and we've seen how that's gone wrong, at, certainly at Birmingham City this season. And with Leicester with Sven. Yeah, and Sven, the Sven era. Um, then they're going to go down another road. And they, I just imagine then there'll be quite an overhaul of the squad. And there probably does need to be a bit of an overhaul of the squad, doesn't it? Because there's quite a few of ageing players now, players that are in their 30s and uh, they'll still do a good job and you want to keep them around to help develop players coming through. But it might be uh, an opportunity for evolution rather than revolution. But if we go down the big name manager road, it could be a revolution and that could cause a few problems. But either way... I think the club need to make a decision one way or the other. Is it going to be Craig or are they going to bring in a, a, a big name uh, in the summer and, and try to go down that road? Yeah, I think I think so. I think the owners should should have long enough memories to know that the last time they went for a big name um, manager in Sven, how that ended when a lot of money was spent on very average players and after that experiment failed, it then took, not a long time, but it took Nigel Pearson and with Craig Shakespeare behind him, a while to completely rebuild that squad. I mean, there's only, I think Casper Schmeichel is the only one left from that Sven shopping spree. Um, so that is an issue they need to think of when they're considering bringing in a new name. Because like you say, if a new name, a big name, will want to have a complete overhaul of this squad. Um, and I don't know, that's always a bit of a gamble, I always find. Well, if they do go down that road, and this is one thing that they didn't learn, perhaps they didn't learn from the Sven era, is that they're going to spend that much money and bring in that many players. I think there was a dozen players coming that summer. They gave Sven 13 games and they sacked him because the team wasn't gelling. But it takes time for these teams to gel. This team has evolved over a number of years now. It's... Uh, 
you know, they've, they've added players here, there, and, and just brought them through at various times, and they've all sort of settled in together, and uh, you know, and they've bore the fruit, and massively bore the fruit for that patience. Would they be patient with a big name if they spent a lot of money in the summer? I, I mean, the, the money they spent last summer hasn't really. Uh, we haven't really seen that bear fruit yet either, have we? I mean, Slomani and um, and Mendy have had their injury problems all season. That's forty three million pounds worth of talent. Ahmed Moussa, sixteen million. It's not really had a massive impact. We've seen flashes here, there, and everywhere, but it's not really, um, really had a massive impact on the squad, is it? I mean, it's notable that Shakespeare's gone back to the tried and tested system and, and personnel of last season. This season, do you think you'll see start to see from some of those lads um, a return on the money spent on them next season? Um, you'd like to hope so, wouldn't you? I think a lot of with Slomani and also with Mendy, a lot of that is due to injuries, mm. which is uh, which is unfortunate, if anything. But no, like you say, he has basically gone back to the team that won the title last year with Ndidi instead of Kante because Ndidi plays the, the same role essentially. Um, so yeah, you like yeah, you'd like to hope so, but I think this summer is so crucial for for them. Like you say, there are. A lot of this side is now starting to to edge towards what you describe as the twilights of their career. Both centre backs now, thirty two and thirty three, they are coming out of their primes. You say, um, and you would be hoping that you could you would bring in players that would either replace them or be very soon ready to replace them who are younger and then can take the, the team forward. I feel that there is all there is already a lot of quite a lot of young talent there that we've seen who will be the future of Leicester City if they can hold on to them. Players like Undidi and Chilwell and Gray um, uh, coming through. That So there's the future there if players leave. But like you say, there's uh, it's a sum of this that I think is, is, is very important for attracting the right kind of players. I, uh, I would like to see not complete overhaul. Um, but I'd like to see areas added to um, and you kind of develop the team develop the squad as it goes so that in a sense you don't really notice the team evolve you just and then eventually you see oh this is a team that's completely different to the one that's been there before but it's a progression that happens so seamlessly that you hardly even notice it I prefer that to a complete mass overhaul because that is far that's much much riskier um, to do yeah, but that's the future. For the present, Leicester City still need um, at least one victory. Might need a little, a little bit more if uh, Swansea and Hall continue their recent resurgence uh, just to guarantee their Premier League status. We think they're safe already with six-point buffer. But you can never tell in the Premier League, as we found out um, a couple of years ago when Leicester City launched into the great escape. Uh, so check back on the Mercury website and on our Facebook page for all the stories coming out of today's press conference, all the build-up to tomorrow's big game at the Hawthorns against West Bromwich Albion, and then check back as well for all the reaction and a live blog as well throughout the game uh, at the Hawthorns on Saturday. This is Rob Tanner and James Sharp wishing you a good day.